Section 5 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 1, by Robert Burton. Section 5. Democritus Junior to the Reader. Part 3. One or two things yet I was desirous to have amended, if I could, concerning the manner of handling this my subject, for which I must apologise, deprecari, and upon better advice give the friendly reader notice. It was not mine intent to prostitute my muse in English, or to divulge secreta minervae, but to have exposed this more contract in Latin, if I could have got it printed. Any scurril pamphlet is welcome to our mercenary stationers in English. They print all. Cudunt quellibellos in quorum foliis vix simia nuda cacaret. But in Latin they will not deal, which is one of the reasons Nicholas Carr, in his oration of the paucity of English writers, gives that so many flourishing wits are smothered in oblivion, lie dead and buried in this our nation. Another main fault is that I have not revised the copy and amended the style, which now flows remissly as it was first conceived. But my leisure would not permit. Feci nec quod potui, nec quod volui. I confess it is neither as I would, nor as it should be. Cum relego, scripsisse pudet, quia plurima cerno, me quoque quae fuerant iudice digna lini. When I peruse this tract which I have writ, I am abashed, and much I hold unfit. Et quod gravissimum, in the matter itself, many things I disallow at this present, which when I writ, non eadem est aetas, non mens. I would willingly retract much, etc., but tis too late. I can only crave pardon now for what is amiss. I might indeed, had I wisely done, observed that precept of the poet, nonum que prematur in annum, and have taken more care, or, as Alexander the physician would have done by lapis lazuli, fifty times washed before it be used, I should have revised, corrected, and amended this tract, but I had not, as I said, that happy leisure, no amanuenses or assistants. Pancrates in Lucian, wanting a servant, as he went from Memphis to Coptus in Egypt, took a door-bar, and after some superstitious words pronounced, Eucrates, the relator, was then present, made it stand up like a serving-man, fetch him water, turn the spit, serve in supper, and what work he would besides. And when he had done that service he desired, turned his man to a stick again. I have no such skill to make new men at my pleasure, or means to hire them, no whistle to call like the master of a ship, and bid them run, etc. I have no such authority, no such benefactors, as that noble Ambrosius was to Oregon, allowing him six or seven amanuenses to write out his dictates. I must for that cause do my business myself, and was therefore enforced, as a bear doth her whelps, to bring forth this confused lump. I had not time to lick it into form, as she doth her young ones, but even so to publish it, 
as it was first written, quicquid in bucam venit, in an extemporean style, as I do commonly all other exercises, effudi quicquid dictavit genius meus, out of a confused company of notes, and writ with as small deliberation as I do ordinarily speak, without all affectation of big words, fustian phrases, jingling terms, tropes, strong lines, that like a Kester's arrows caught fire as they flew, strains of wit, brave heats, elegies, hyperbolical exornations, elegancies, etc., which many so much affect. I am aquae potor, drink no wine at all, which so much improves our modern wits. A loose, plain, rude writer, fecum voco fecum, et ligonem ligonem, and as free as loose, idem calamo quod in mente, I call a spade a spade, animis haec scribo, non auribus. I respect matter, not words, remembering that of Cardan, verba procta res, non res procta verba, and seeking with Seneca, quid scribam non quemadmodum, rather what than how to write. For, as Philo thinks, he that is conversant about matter neglects words, and those that excel in this art of speaking have no profound learning. Verba nitent falaris, at nullas verba medullas intus habent. Besides, it was the observation of that wise Seneca, when you see a fellow careful about his words, and neat in his speech, know this for a certainty, that man's mind is busied about toys, there's no solidity in him, non est ornamentum virile concinitas, as he said of a nightingale, voxes, praeterea nihil, etc. I am therefore in this point a professed disciple of Apollonius, a scholar of Socrates. I neglect phrases, and labour wholly to inform my reader's understanding, not to please his ear. Tis not my study or intent to compose neatly, which an orator requires, but to express myself readily and plainly as it happens, so that as a river runs sometimes precipitate and swift, then dull and slow, now direct, then perambages, now deep, then shallow, now muddy, then clear, now broad, then narrow, doth my style flow, now serious, then light, now comical, then satirical, now more elaborate, then remiss, as the present subject required, or as at that time I was affected. And if thou vouchsafe to read this treatise, it shall seem no otherwise to thee than the way to an ordinary traveller, sometimes fair, sometimes foul, here champagne, there enclosed, barren in one place, better soil in another, by woods, groves, hills, dales, plains, etc. I shall lead thee per ardua montium, et lubrica valium, et roscida caspitum, et glebosa camporum, through variety of objects, that which thou shalt like, and surely dislike. For the matter itself, or method, if it be faulty, consider, I pray you, that of Columella, nihil perfectum, auta singulari consumatum industria. No man can observe all. Much is defective, no doubt, may be justly taxed, altered, and avoided, in Galen, Aristotle, those great masters, boni venatoris plures feras capere, non omnes, he is a good huntsman, can catch some, not all, I have done my endeavour, 
Besides, I dwell not in this study, non hic sulcos ducimus, non hoc pulvere desudamus. I am but a smatterer, I confess, a stranger. Here and there I pull a flower, I do easily grant. If a rigid censurer should criticise on this which I have writ, he should not find three sole faults, as Scaliger in Terence, but three hundred. So many, as he hath done in Cardan's subtleties, as many noble errors as Gul Laramburgius, a late professor of Rostock, discovers in that anatomy of Laurentius, or Barocius the Venetian, in Sacro Boscus. And although this be a sixth edition, in which I should have been more accurate, corrected all those former escapes, yet it was magni laboris opus, so difficult and tedious, that, as carpenters do find out of experience, tis much better build a new sometimes than repair an old house. I could as soon write as much more as alter that which is written. If aught therefore be amiss, as I grant there is, I require a friendly admonition, no bitter invective. Sint musis socii carites, furia omnis abesto, otherwise, as in ordinary controversies, funem contentiones nectamus, said qui bono. We may contend, and likely misuse each other, but to what purpose? We are both scholars, say, arcades ambo, et cantare pares, et respondere parati. Both young Arcadians, both alike inspired to sing and answer as the song required. If we do wrangle, what shall we get by it? Trouble and wrong ourselves, make sport to others. If I be convict of an error, I will yield, I will amend. Si quid bonis moribus, si quid veritati dissentanium, in sacris vel humanis literis, ame dictum sit, id nec dictum esto. In the meantime, I require a favourable censure of all faults omitted, harsh compositions, pleonasms of words, tautological repetitions, though Seneca bear me out, nunquam nimis dicitur, quod nunquam satis dicitur. Perturbations of tenses, numbers, printer's faults, etc. My translations are sometimes rather paraphrases than interpretations, non ad verbum, but, as an author, I use more liberty, and that's only taken which was to my purpose. Quotations are often inserted in the text, which makes the style more harsh, or in the margin, as it happened. Greek authors, Plato, Plutarch, Athenaeus, etc., I have cited out of their interpreters, because the original was not so ready. I have mingled sacra profanis, but I hope not profaned and in repetition of authors' names, ranked them per accidens, not according to chronology, sometimes neoterics before ancients, as my memory suggested. Some things are here altered, expunged in this sixth edition, others amended, much added, because many good authors in all kinds are come to my hands since, and tis no prejudice, no such indecorum or oversight, Nunquam ita, quicquam bene subducta ratione ad vitam fuit, quin res aetas usus, semper aliquid a potent novi, aliquid moniant, ut illa quaescire te credas nescias, et quae tibi putaris prima, in exercendo ut repudias. Ne'er was aught yet at first contrived so fit, but use, age, or something would alter it. Advise thee better, 
and upon peruse, make thee not say, and what thou takest refuse. But I am now resolved never to put this treatise out again, ne quid nimis, I will not hereafter add, alter, or retract, I have done. The last and greatest exception is that I, being a divine, have meddled with physic. Tantumne est abre tua otii tibi aliena ut cures, eaque nihil quaiad te attinent? Which Menedemus objected to Cremes? Have I so much leisure, or little business of mine own, as to look after other men's matters which concern me not? What have I to do with physic? Quod medicorum est promittant medici. The Lacedaemonians were once in council about state matters. A debauched fellow spake excellent well, and to the purpose. His speech was generally approved. A grave senator steps up, and by all means would have it repealed, though good, because de honesta batur pessimo autore, it had no better an author. Let some good man relate the same, and then it should pass. This counsel was embraced, factum est, and it was registered forthwith, et sic bona sententia mansit, malus auctor mutatus est. Thou sayest as much of me, stomachosus as thou art, and grantest, peradventure, this which I have written in physic, not to be amiss, had another done it, a professed physician, or so. But why should I meddle with this tract? Hear me speak. There be many other subjects I do easily grant, both in humanity and divinity, fit to be treated of, of which, had I written ad ostentationem only, to show myself, I should have rather chosen, and in which I have been more conversant, I could have more willingly luxuriated, and better satisfied myself and others, but that, at this time, I was fatally driven upon this rock of melancholy, and carried away by this by-stream, which, as a rillet, is deducted from the main channel of my studies, in which I have pleased and busied myself at idle hours, as a subject most necessary and commodious. Not that I prefer it before divinity, which I do acknowledge to be the queen of professions, and to which all the rest are as handmaids but that in divinity I saw no such great need. For, had I written positively, there be so many books in that kind, so many commentators, treatises, pamphlets, expositions, sermons, that whole teams of oxen cannot draw them. And had I been as forward and ambitious as some others, I might have haply printed a sermon at Paul's Cross, a sermon in St. Mary's Oxon, a sermon in Christchurch, or a sermon before the right honourable, right reverent, a sermon before the right worshipful, a sermon in Latin, in English, a sermon with a name, a sermon without, a sermon, a sermon, etc. But I have been ever as desirous to suppress my labours in this kind, as others have been to press and publish theirs. To have written in controversy had been to cut off an hydra's head, Lis litem generat, one begets another, so many duplications, triplications, and swarms of questions. In sacro bello hoc, quod stili mucrone agitur, that having once begun, I should never make an end. One had much better, as Alexander, the sixth pope, long since observed, provoke a great prince than a begging friar, a Jesuit, or a seminary priest, I will add, for inexpugnabile genus hoc hominum, 
they are an irrefragable society they must and will have the last word and that with such eagerness impudence abominable lying falsifying and bitterness in their questions they proceed that as he said furor necaicus and rapit vis acrior and culpa responsum date blind fury or error or rashness or what it is that eggs them i know not i am sure many times which austin perceived long since tempestate contentiones serenitas caritatis ob nubilatur with this tempest of contention the serenity of charity is overclouded and there be too many spirits conjured up already in this kind in all sciences and more than we can tell how to lay which do so furiously rage and keep such a racket that as fabius said it had been much better for some of them to have been born dumb and altogether illiterate than so far to dote their own destruction at melius fuerat non scribere namque tacere tutum semper erit tis a general fault so severinus the dane complains in physic unhappy men as we are we spend our days in unprofitable questions and disputations intricate subtleties de lana caprina about moonshine in the water leaving in the meantime those chiefest treasures of nature untouched wherein the best medicines for all manner of diseases are to be found and do not only neglect them ourselves but hinder condemn forbid and scoff at others that are willing to inquire after them these motives at this present have induced me to make choice of this medicinal subject if any physician in the meantime shall infer ne sutor ultra crepidam and find himself grieved that i have intruded into his profession i will tell him in brief i do not otherwise by them than they do by us if it be for their advantage i know many of their sect which have taken orders in hope of a benefice tis a common transition and why may not a melancholy divine that can get nothing but by simony profess physic Drusianus, an Italian, Crucianus, but corruptly Trithemius calls him, because he was not fortunate in his practice, forsook his profession, and writ afterwards in divinity. Marcilius Ficinus was semel et simul, a priest and a physician at once, and T. Linacer, in his old age, took orders. The Jesuits profess both at this time, diverse of them, permissu superiorum, chirurgeons panders boards and midwives etc many poor country vicars for want of other means are driven to their shifts to turn mountebanks quacksalvers empirics and if our greedy patrons hold us to such hard conditions as commonly they do they will make most of us work at some trade as paul did at last turn taskers maltsters costermongers graziers sell ale as some have done or worse Howsoever, in undertaking this task, I hope I shall commit no great error or indecorum. If all be considered aright, I can vindicate myself with Georgius Brownus and Hieronymus Hemingius, those two learned divines, who, to borrow a line or two of mine elder brother, drawn by a natural love, the one of pictures and maps, perspectives and choreographical delights, writ that ample theatre of cities, the other to the study of genealogies, Pend theatrum genealogicum, or else I can excuse my studies with Lessius the Jesuit in like case. 
it is a disease of the soul on which i am to treat and as much appertaining to a divine as to a physician and who knows not what an agreement there is betwixt these two professions a good divine either is or ought to be a good physician a spiritual physician at least as our saviour calls himself and was indeed matthew four twenty three luke five eighteen luke seven eight they differ but in object the one of the body the other of the soul and use diverse medicines to cure one amends animam per corpus the other corpus per animam as our regius professor of physic well informed us in a learned lecture of his not long since one helps the vices and passions of the soul anger lust desperation pride presumption etc by applying that spiritual physic as the other uses proper remedies in bodily diseases now this being a common infirmity of body and soul and such a one that hath as much need of spiritual as a corporal cure i could not find a fitter task to busy myself about a more apposite theme so necessary so commodious and generally concerning all sorts of men that should so equally participate of both and require a whole physician a divine in this compound mixed malady can do little alone a physician in some kinds of melancholy much less both make an absolute cure alterius sic altera poscit opem when in friendship joined a mutual succour in each find and tis proper to them both and i hope not unbeseeming me who am by my profession a divine and by mine inclination a physician i had jupiter in my sixth house i say with beroaldus non sum medicus nec medicinae prosus expers in the theory of physic i have taken some pains not with an intent to practise but to satisfy myself which was a cause likewise of the first undertaking of this project End of section five